your passage, um, and one I'm sure that you could quote uh, very easily, but I'm, I want us to read it together uh, from what John recorded the Lord uh, declaring, I think not only to the Laodicean church, but to all of the churches, to all of us, and what the Lord wants to impart in his word. Let's read together Revelation 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Again, familiar, uh, easily memorized and uh, repeated, but I, I think it's very important for us to examine it again in the detail that the Lord would have us to recognize what he is saying and what he is proposing and how he is inviting. Praise God, because at the door is what we need to recognize. There are many things and many opportunities, and we've got to be ready. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you. First, Let's consider what is at the door. Not just who, we'll get to the who, but what is at the door. Cain was warned that sin is at the door. It's interesting to read in the Old, uh, the Old Testament these stories and the events that took place. And then also to note in the New Testament these characters are mentioned. There's a link. There's a, a recognition that those weren't fables. Those weren't just fictitious characters. They're uh, very much an uh, important part of the heritage uh, in Scripture and what we can learn from them. Jude uh, mentions Cain in verse 11. Actually, he mentions three, an unholy trio. He says there's the way of Cain, there's the error of Balaam, there's the gainsaying or the rebellion of Korah. Obviously, not what you want to imitate, not what you want to emulate, but what you want to avoid. Cain offered sacrifice his own way. Blood sacrifice had already been established. Abel was following the directions and the format that was accepted of the Lord, and for some reason, Cain went another direction. The Bible lets us know in Hebrews 9:22, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And that's why we have Calvary. That's why we have the cross. That's why uh, the, uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord is so important. And uh, what we comprise the gospel of today. It's, it's amazing that Cain would not shed the blood of a lamb, but then he shed the blood of his brother. Uh, I think it's important for us to remember sin is nothing to play with. Sin is nothing to joke about. Sin is nothing to take lightly. Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It will make you stay longer than you want to stay, and it will make you pay more than you want to pay. It is something to be avoided and something to be aware of. I wonder, how did Cain face his mother and father after the murder of his brother? 
What was the fam family dynamics like at that point? We know that his attitude was selfish. He complained to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. And then we know his actions that brought about a fulfillment of that selfishness when he went out from the presence of the Lord. You would think there would be the opportunity for him to return to the good graces of God and his mercy and to um, the, the shelter of his family. But the Lord had to warn him, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, this was the warning, sin lieth at the door. He should have recognized that that was going to be the problem, that that was going to be the situation, but he went headlong into his own thinking and his own desires. And the scripture is kind of uh, obscure when it says, unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. What the, the scripture is trying to warn us about and help us to understand, in another translation, says, sin is waiting to attack you, longing to destroy you, but you can conquer it. Praise God. I'm thankful that that's the positive ending that we can know about the attack and the onslaught of sin. Doing well has its reward. Not doing well is dangerous because sin is constantly at the door. There's never going to be a break. There's never going to be a span of time where sin is not going to be uh, uh, trying to drag you down. But thank God you can conquer it. In fact, the Bible says we can be more than conquerors through him that loved us. Thank God that we can move into that realm and the power and the blessing of the Lord. What else is at the door? The coming of the Lord is at the door. Matthew 24 and 33 tells about the things that the Lord warned about and how if we recognize they are near, then the coming of the Lord is even at the doors. And we are in that time period now. We're living in that age when the Lord could split the clouds of glory and call his people home. The Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, as verse 30 of Matthew 24 tells us, is about to take place and how necessary it is to be prepared for that great event. I know there's a lot of preparation for the Super Bowl. There's a lot of preparation for different events and different things that are taking place and people put them on their calendars and people look ahead on Valentine's Day and so on. That's, that's all good. But oh, how important it is to recognize the Lord is coming and I've got to be prepared. Luke 13 and 24 says, Strive to enter at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, this is the Lord speaking, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. That is a scary prospect. That is something that should catch our concern and recognize I've got to make sure I'm entering at that narrow gate. That's where we enter. That's how we get in. The Lord said, many are called, but few are chosen. How important it is for us to determine in our hearts and in our minds, I'm going to be among those that are chosen. The Lord comes back with his people in Revelation 17 and 14. And those that are with him, the Bible says, are called and chosen 
and faithful. Amen. Thank God that we can be among those who are called. We can be among those who are chosen. But how important it is to be among those who are faithful. Not fitful. Not flashy. Not falling down. But being faithful. Praise God. Moving into that realm where the Lord recognizes you have been faithful. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to enter in to the presence of the Lord. Thank the Lord for all those opportunities that the Lord provides for us. We need to hear and heed the call of the Lord and not miss out on what the Lord has in store for you. I look at Luke 13 and 25 and how that there is a going to be a situation when the door is shut and some would be standing without and will begin to knock at the door and they'll cry out, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But his answer is going to be spelling out that of disaster. I know ye not whence you are. What a horrible thing to happen. And those that are shut out will knock at the door. But they didn't open the door for the Lord to begin with. And they called him Lord too late. How important it is to call him Lord now, to call him Lord and make him Lord of every aspect of our lives, not just a certain time on Sunday morning, oh, I've got to be in church, I've got to make plans to go, thank God that you have, thank God that you're here, but tomorrow make him Lord, Tuesday make him Lord, Wednesday make him Lord, all through the week, all through your life, thank God, know that he is Lord. Because what is at the door is the coming of the Lord. Now, who is at the door? Who is at the door? Moses and the men of Israel are talked about in Exodus 33. And it's not all a good story. It's not all a situation that ends with uh, God receiving the glory. Moses was on the mountain, Joshua was partway up with him, Aaron was the leader for the people and who began to cry out, we don't know what's happened to this Moses, he's been gone a long time, we're here just kind of waiting, just kind of milling about, what are we going to do? Aaron said, bring me your gold. And his explanation to Moses borders on the ridiculous, I collected the the gold, I threw it into the fire, out came this golden calf. Almost sounds like the explanation of evolution. But Moses prayed, because the Lord was going to bring judgment upon the people who engaged in that idolatry. Can you imagine? Here are you, the gods that brought you out of Egypt, Aaron said. How how could it go from the victories of the Exodus to the idolatry in that place and almost seemingly that quick? That's the fickleness of our flesh. That's the humanity that wants to go the easy way and the way of the tangible and the way that is convenient. God, help us to determine in our hearts, I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to wait on him. I'm going to call upon his name. I'm going to believe him, praise God, and follow after him. Thank the Lord that Moses prayed. He went into the tabernacle. It was actually the tent of meeting. The tabernacle was not yet built. 
It didn't happen until Exodus 36. But every man stood, in verse 8 of Exodus 33, every man stood in the door of his tent. I suppose there was apprehension in their hearts because of their recognition of wrongdoing. The idolatry and the, the golden calf and all of that sort of thing. The expectation might have filled their hearts as well as to what is the Lord going to do? What is the Lord going to say? What is going to happen? In verse 10, all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. They were at the door. They were in the place where they could observe. They could recognize what was going on. That pillar of cloud that turned to a pillar of fire at night. I, I wonder about the transition as the sun was going down and the, the, the darkness began to ascend uh, in the east and uh, how that pillar of cloud that was there, a symbolic presence of God, would suddenly take on the aspects of flame and fire. How incredible it must have been. How could they forsake that? How could they move away from that which was the presence of the Lord into the place where gold was worshipped? Oh, God, help us to make sure the Lord is always going to be on the throne of our heart. There's nothing that's going to displace that. It doesn't matter how much gold, how much silver, how many gems, or how many fortunes the devil would hold out before me. I want to worship the Lord with all of my heart, all of my soul, all my strength, all my mind, everything that I have within me to give him first place and to worship him not only in the doorway of my dwelling but all everywhere I go to make sure the Lord is there to have his power and his blessing amen being first and foremost in my life Peter was at the door he followed the Lord after his arrest and he stood at the door According to John 18, 16, he stood at the door of the palace of the high priest. And there was a situation, of course, that held him back. This was the, this was the instance of the three denials before the rooster crowed. What a, what a terrible outcome for, uh, for Peter, but thank God he didn't remain in that state. He stepped out to follow the Lord. He stepped out to worship the Lord. When the Lord said, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And the Lord said, I am. The translators added he, it's italicized in your, in your Bible to, to show that that's an addition. He simply said, I am. And the soldiers fell back at the power of that statement. Praise God. The power of the I am being demonstrated in that moment. I wonder if that's what emboldened Peter to pull that sword out and start swinging it around and cut the ear of Malchus off. And the Lord healed him on the spot. Did Peter see Malchus around Jerusalem later? <laughs> Amen. Very well could have been. Because Peter was there to preach. But Peter's at the door again in Acts chapter 12. Again, a, a favorite story. Not that Peter was imprisoned after James was executed. That's, that's, not, the, that's not the favorite part. The favorite part is the Lord's deliverance. Sixteen guards, count them, sixteen. Quaternion guarded Peter as though he was a high-value target. <laughs> My goodness, he's a Pentecostal preacher. <laughs> he goes around healing the sick, preaching the truth, 
showing the power of God. You got 16 guys guarding him. And he was asleep. Here he's on death row, but he's asleep, having a good snooze between two soldiers bound with two chains. Again, my word, amazing. But the angel appeared. The angel of the Lord caused light to shine in that prison. And the angel smote Peter on the side. Rise up quickly. And when he did, the chains fell off from his hands. The angel said, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. You know, the Lord expects you to do some things. The Lord wants you to get in on the act. He's not going to, he's not going to just do everything for you. Many things that only the Lord can do, but he expects you to do your part. Amen. Reminds me of Brother Billy Cole riding in, in a, a little <clears throat> taxi in Thailand. He, he, uh, he wasn't very fluent in, in Thai uh, at the time. He was new in the country, but the communists were trying to damage the economy of Thailand. And uh, they, were, they were discouraging uh, tourism. And, um, and they were uh, trying to mistreat foreigners so that there would be uh, the lack of, of income and, and uh, foreign currency in the economy. And so Brother Cole is in that little uh, three-wheeled, you know, the, the little scooter that's got the driver up there and, and you sit in the bench seat in the back and they were going uh, somewhere to a church or something, I, uh, I'm not sure where, but uh, the man turned off the main road into an alleyway. And Brother Cole knew this is not good. And uh, in his limited knowledge of Thai, he hollered for the man to stop. He didn't stop. He kept on going down the alley. He knew this is not going to be a good situation. He hollered, stop again. It didn't happen. So Brother Cole scooted down in the bench seat, raised his legs, and kicked the driver in the head. And the explanation was, I didn't expect the Lord to do everything. You don't expect the Lord to do everything. You get up and do your part. The angel says, get up and gird yourself. You get up and gird yourself. The angel says, put your sandals on. You stoop down and put your sandals on and get ready to go. Praise God. And thank the Lord. He can bring forth power and glory and victory. Let's praise him together. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the power. Thank you for dispatching your angels. Thank you for sending them forth, God, to minister to the heirs of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for providing for your church. Oh, we worship your great name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Praise God. So the racket of the chains falling to the floor didn't awaken the guards. But Peter was at the door. The angel was leading him. The door swung open by itself, and out they go. Come to the second ward, the doors open by themselves, and out they go. Come to the main gate, the doors open by themselves. And Peter's standing on the street. He thought he was seeing a vision. He thought it was just the Lord assuring him that everything's going to be okay. But he came to himself, and he recognized what the Lord had done. And he said, now I know 
of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me. Praise God. It's good to know of a surety. It's good to have that assurance way down deep in your heart. Praise God. And it's good to have that assurance come to reality and know what the Lord has done. See, it was Peter who answered when the Lord said, whom do men say that I am? And then the Lord saying, making it personal, who do you say that I am? Peter answered, we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Oh, you've got to make sure. Praise God. It's got to be nailed down. It's got to be solid. You've got to make sure you're walking with the Lord in the direction that he has for you, in the provision that he has for you, in the deliverance that he has for you. Praise God. Peter didn't wander around. He went to Mary's house, the mother of John Mark. Many were gathered together praying. Your prayer was made without ceasing when he was in the jail. Peter knocked at the door. He's at the door again. And Rhoda answered but didn't open the door because she recognized Peter's voice. And she went running back with gladness. Praise God. Amen. And the other said, you're crazy. And then they said, it's his spirit. <laughs> yeah. Peter kept knocking. And they opened the door and were astonished. I'm so thankful we can be astonished at how the Lord answers prayer. Not that he does answer prayer. We expect that. We know that he will answer. We know he will provide. We know he'll bring forth. Praise God. But how he does it is absolutely amazing sometimes. I know we like to give him advice. I know we like to say, Lord, do this, do this, do this, do that. But how about just saying, Lord, thy will be done. Praise God. And just be amazed at what he does, astonished at how he provides. Praise God. Now let's look at the text. I stand at the door. He said, behold, turn your attention. Look and listen is how other versions translate it. Lots of things that are trying to get our attention today. Lots of situations that are happening around the world and right on our doorstep, as it were. But no matter how poor or how needy we might be, we can pay attention. You can't pay anything else. Pay attention to what the Lord is trying to say. Pay attention to what the Lord is trying to do. Pay attention to the one who is at the door. Amen. He's the one who made doors open by themselves for Peter's jailbreak. He's the one who sent the earthquake when Paul and Silas were in jail and they needed to have the doors opened. Praise God. And he opened the heart of the Philippian jailer. He's the one who made the walls of Jericho fall down. He's the one who made the sun stand still so that the people of God can win the victory. He's the one who walked out of the tomb, whether the stone was there or not. Praise God. The stones rolled aside so that we could know it's empty. But it didn't have to be rolled aside for our God to walk out. Hallelujah. That's who we can rely upon. That's who we can call upon. That's who's at the door. Praise God. And know that he's not so far out in some cosmos somewhere. He, this universe is great. 
The Webb telescope is finding out how even much more great it is. And we know what God is able to do as far as being Lord of the universe, but I'm thankful he can be right at your door. He can be right at your heart. He can be right in your presence, thank God, and doing a work for you. Notice that the Bible says that he said he'll knock. He doesn't charge in without invitation unless he's defeating an enemy. And then all, uh, all situations are open. He can move forth in great victory. Praise God. But he goes where he, he's invited. He was invited to that wedding in Cana, and he went. He was invited to Simon's house for supper, and he went. Oh, God, help us to invite him into our situations. Amen. And never think that nothing is too small for his attention or nothing too big for his intervention. But to recognize he can do all things. Hallelujah. And move and minister in every situation. Because he said, if any man, any man, I'm thankful that any and many can respond. And that includes you and me. Praise God. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Oh, thank the Lord for that power that he imparts to us so that we can continue to become. And we look back and recognize I'm not what I used to be. Thank the Lord. But we can look ahead and say I'm not what I need to be, but the Lord is working. The Lord is moving. The Lord Lord is helping, hallelujah, for the promises unto you and to your children and to as many as, uh, as are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Thank God for that power that he's able to display. Everyone is included in the promise. The Lord was telling Nicodemus, the wind blows where it wants to. You hear the sound of it. You can't tell where it's going. You can't tell where it's come from. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Oh, thank God. I'm glad that everyone can be born of the Spirit. Everyone can receive what the Lord desires to impart. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm thankful anybody can open the door. Anybody can respond. Anybody can answer, and thank God for the power of the Lord. But his invitation is, hear my voice. Hear my voice. A lot of voices screaming today through the media. A lot of voices today in all manner and, and ways of trying to get your attention. Voices promising fame, fashion, fortune, finance, all kinds of promises that uh, can prove to be quite empty, but we need to hear his voice. He's saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful that we know that rest in his presence. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Praise God. Those are the words we need to hear today. Amen. Those are the promises that we need to rely upon. Even in the Old Testament, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. 
Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Thank God that he can make that change. Thank God that he can make that difference. Oh, I'm so thankful I don't have to drag the garbage around of my life before I serve the Lord. I'm glad I don't have to drag that garbage around. I'm thankful it's gone. Hallelujah. It's under the blood. It's taken care of by the power of the Lord because I heard his voice. And I said yes to him because that's his will. I will come in, he said. The will of God. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In fact, that's why he hasn't come yet. Because he's not willing that any should perish. He wants all to come to repentance. There are the mockers and the scoffers that say, where is the sign of his coming? The fathers have preached it, you've preached it, others are going to preach it. We haven't seen him come yet. No, because he's not willing that any should perish. Thank God. And we can answer, if you repent, you fool, you can be, make sure the Lord's going to come even sooner. Praise God. Well, don't call him a fool, but call him to repentance. Praise God. It's God's will. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful. We know the will of God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And then... I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Hallelujah. Amen. We sup together. It's interesting that he says, I will sup with him and he with me. What's he saying? He's saying he wants that relationship to be strong. It's not one way. Two way. Praise God. Prayer is two way. And we bring our requests to the Lord. And we need to hear what his response is. We need to hear what he has to say because he, he may have some instructions uh, for you to do just like the angel told Peter what he needed to do. Praise God. Commitment is two-way. Love is two-way. We love him because he first loved us. And thank God he uh, expressed that love in so many ways and provided it for us. I'm thankful we can feast in faith with our Father because we know that's a time of rest and refreshing. You know, he said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's why he's inviting us to sup with him because he wants us to know what his thoughts are, what his ways are. He wants to share that with us. He wants us to understand how important it is. So we open the door. This is the requirement that is on you and me. This is where we can make the invitation for the Lord to come in. And we recognize who it is that's knocking. We recognize who it is that's at the door. It's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Praise God, the one who is timeless, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's able to bring forth the power that you have and that you need for him. Praise God. We don't wait. We don't hesitate. Open the door. Praise God. Amen. He'll bless your heart. He'll bless your home. He'll minister to you in such a way that nothing or no one else is able to. And it's our privilege. It's our responsibility to open the door. Praise God. 
And we can fulfill what the psalm said in Psalm 24 and 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Oh, hallelujah. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God, thank God that he'll provide. Just open that door. Amen. Amen. Thank God. And let the Lord take care of every situation, every need, every circumstance. We bring it before him and we say, Lord, I need you to come in. Lord, I need you to enter this situation. Lord, I need you to enter this circumstance because I don't have an answer, but I know you do. Hallelujah. I want you to come in, Lord. I want you to be there. Hallelujah. And thank God when we gladly receive him, there will be that evidence of power and blessing that he provides for us. In Luke 8, the chapter tells of uh, details of his power, how he stilled the storm, how he cast out the legion of devils, how he healed the woman with the issue of blood, how he raised the daughter of, of Jairus. And then verse 40, it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Praise God. I'm thankful that that's how we can receive him as well, because we serve him with gladness. Amen. The devil will make you mad. The devil will make you sad. But Jesus will make you glad. I'm not just trying to be cute here with different words and so on. I'm trying to help you to understand what God can do. Now, when I was working on this message, when I was studying and praying, it came to me that you were standing at the door. And it fell heavy on my heart for some reason that you are thinking of going out the door, that you are considering of going out that door. I sat at a table and I prayed, oh God, God, let there be nobody, nobody who is wanting to walk out from your presence. I don't know why the Lord put that on my heart. Uh, I, I, I prayed, God, help us to open the door and let you in and not for us to walk out and walk away from your presence, oh no, but to be in the place where you have for me, God. Amen. We enter the kingdom by being born of the water and of the spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus that in John chapter 3. He emphasized it. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. And we know in reading on into the book of Acts, they emphasize the water of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, that precious name that delivers and heals and brings salvation. Being born of the Spirit, receiving the mighty God of the universe into our hearts and into our lives. Hallelujah. Thank God that we can open our hearts to receive from him. We serve the Lord with gladness. We come before his presence with singing. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We're thankful unto him and we bless his name. Hallelujah. No, I'm not going to go out. The little Sunday school chorus, one door and only one, and yet its sides are two. I'm on the inside. Which side are you? Amen. Oh, God, help us. 
Hallelujah. We're not going to step out. We're not going to step away from the Lord. Uh, like, like, like Moses. Just think of what Moses had at his, his fingertips. All the wealth, all the fame, all the influence, all the power, all that, all that he could grasp in Pharaoh's palace. But he also recognized the pleasure of sin is just for a season, just for a short time, just for a time that's quickly going to pass, and then it's gone. And oh, we recognize the blessings of the Lord are so much greater, and we don't even know the name of the Pharaoh that Moses was raised up under, and we can do the research, we can Google it, we can figure it out, but he's forgotten. Moses, however, oh, hallelujah, thank God. By the way, he, he asked the Lord there in Exodus 33 when all that turmoil was going on, he asked the Lord, show me your glory. <laughs> There's always more that God wants to give you. There's always more that God wants to provide. Hallelujah. I don't want to walk away from the fullness of joy in the presence of God. I don't want to walk away from the pleasures he has at his right hand, which can be forevermore. Praise God to move into the realm of the blessings of the Lord. But we step into the will of God. We go through that door. Amen. The open door. Amen. Thank the Lord. I heard uh, Jackson talk about going through that open door in prayer time. Thank God. That's what I want to do. I want to go through that open door. Hallelujah. Amen. There may be some unknowns. No doubt there will be challenges, but we're holding the hand of the one who's going to take us through no matter what. Praise God. Amen. And 1 Corinthians 15, 58 applies, I think, for what the apostle was trying to get across to the people in Corinth. He emphasized the resurrection. He let us know the power of God is going to be displayed. The trumpet is going to sound. And that the, the, the power of God is going to show in how this corruptible is going to put on incorruption. This mortal is going to put on immortality. Praise God. There's going to be a transition or a door that we go through that is so powerful. Therefore, my beloved brethren, he declared, be ye steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Praise God. Oh, I'm thankful. It's not going to be something that just passes away. It matters. It lasts. It will go on through eternity. Step through the door and do the work of the Lord. Praise God. Because remember this. Remember this. There's gates of pearl that you're going to step through. Hallelujah. Into his presence forever. Ah. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes on that goal. Don't let the devil blind you. Don't let the devil bring a, a, another offer to you. Oh, no. That celestial city is beyond compare. We're going to enter his presence forever. Forever in the presence of the everlasting Father. The Almighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful Counselor that you heard over and over again saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Praise God. Stand with me today.
I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Praise God. The psalmist said, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It wasn't a banquet hall. It wasn't, uh, you know, the, the best meal, most memorable meal we've had. We used that discussion in, in uh, the Bible class. No, there was turmoil. There was stress. There was pain. There was difficulty. But the Lord said, look what I prepared you. Look what I provided. Come and sit with me. Come and sup with me. I've got more to share with you. I've got more to give to you. I've got more to show you. Sit down and eat. It will sustain you. It will give you strength. I know there's the battle. I know there's the enemies, but I'm going to bring you through. I'm going to manifest my power for you. I'm going to stretch forth my healing for you. You are not alone. And I am with you, saith the Lord. Let's come and pray today. Let's come and wait on the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 